there. Welcome to Was That in Good Taste, the podcast that's booze-infused with nothing to lose. I'm Chandler Phillips, and with me, as always, is the man who gives me a reason to drink for the season, the lovely Stephen Barry. Hello there. This week, you know, it's been a little hectic, so in order to help ourselves decompress and unwind from the busy busy retail work of being in Manhattan in December, we're gonna just kind of relax with a little soothing discussion about our non-denominational winter traditions and their significance to us. How do you, how do you feel about that, Stephen? Sounds like a plan to me. Now, before we get into it too much, why don't we talk about uh, what, we're, what we've been drinking today? Well, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, okay, because... Since it's been the holiday season, I've been really thinking about the kind of things I should be drinking, and I was thinking to myself about making seasonal-based cocktails, I was thinking about making hot toddies and really working on a few different things, but instead I decided to go with an old classic, which is whiskey and coke. <laughs> which whiskey? Don't remember. Don't I barely remember the kind of just coke it was. whiskey and coke? But well, it's spiced. It's Oh, you know what it is, actually? I think it's throw? the Tennessee Honey, actually, I think it is. No. It's the Knob Creek Barrel Proof 120. Oh, that's a hefty, hefty whiskey. It is indeed. And, uh... What about you? What are you drinking? Okay, so today I'm drinking... I wanted to go with a little... Something a little festive. And so I uh, I picked up the uh, Kings County Winter Spiced Whiskey. Um, and their little pints. And, uh... That For one, like $60. Oh, it's it's a little hefty, and hefty, hefty, hefty. Actually, that one's that one's on the cheaper end. That one's like in the forties range. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it's like forty seven. For those of the for those of you not in the New York area, Kings County is a distillery located in where? Well, well Kings County is Brooklyn. Brooklyn, that's the county. Oh, okay. And where Brooklyn at? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a, a nice little bit of that whiskey. It's not, um, it's not too dense. Not a lot of body to it, but the spirit of it is very, very sprucey and Yuletide kind of, kind of profile. And I have that mixed with a little bit of Fentiman's Curiosity Cola. Ooh, ginger. And a little cola. bit of ginger. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of spruce, a lot of anisette. And it just kind of feels like you're digging in your grandparents' attic for uh, like uh, Christmas um, ornaments and like the lights that they've been using, but the same lights that have been there for the past 20 years and half the bulbs are burnt out. Oh, yes. I love this. Yes, yes, yes. I, I identify with this. The flavor profile of it isn't – it's it's a little fibrous. Because of the, uh, actually more so from the Curiosity Cola is where the body, the ginger beer, that's where the body of the drink comes from. And there's a intense piney, a uh, little bit of spiced, almost like a, a cider kind of uh, uh, curtail to the end Ooh. of it. Let me get another. And of uh, course I dropped a little bit of a, of a, uh, of a ginger beer in there with a little, because I was, because I had a little extra left over. Which one was that one? Was a uh, good, good, good. Goslings. Oh, uh, yes, the Goslings. It's like five. Per- what is it? It's like two percent is one percent alcohol. It's the one percent. Yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's the one percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, 
I personally find it very good, very gingery. It has a little bit of a kick. And I think that probably goes really well with that. Because I've had this before with this Bruce Tips and the 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 heavily winter kind of like, it, you know. It's got a lot it's like, of like it's, like. it's like it's like blowing a Christmas tree in it. And it comes in your mouth. It's like mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. nut. It's like, uh, but it's all tree sap is is the nut. Yeah. Because trees don't gets... have sperms. They just have sap. Mm. And you don't want to get that in your hair. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I... Let me get one more, one more sip upon uh, this. An excuse there. Well, um, I, I know I was saying that I'm not drinking anything special, but I'm also enjoying... The same Curiosity Cola and the same Goslings, and I'm drinking the Knob Creek 120 proof. What's your assessment? Um, It's very interesting because I think I might have drank it on the podcast before. I'm not getting a lot of heavy ethanol. It's just overproof bourbon. It's a little sweet, a little bit of vanilla. It works really well with the cola. What do the flavors take you? Like, where, do, where, do they, where do you go? When where do you go? From here, which is actually a line from the Buffy musical from season six, episode seven, Once More Worth Feeling. Buffy had a musical episode? Yep. Season six, episode seven. I love musical episodes. And it's the most touching part of the thing is at the end, Spike goes to her and he goes, I know it's a huge tangent, he goes, he goes, he's like, I know what it's been like, I've died, I came back from hell. In her song, she goes, I wasn't in hell. I was in heaven. Because they thought they she died, and they brought her back to life because they were so worried about her, and they thought she went to hell. But and she they was a vampire pulled her slayer. from heaven, Aww. and she was in peace, and she knew that everyone she loved was safe. Aww. And they pulled her from heaven. She tried to get out, but they just <laughs> pulled her back <laughs> in. <laughs> what is it? Uh, shit. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? The Rick and Morty quote? Uh... God damn it. You son of a you bitch. You son of a bitch. I'm in. I'm in. Um, actually, I think it's interesting. Uh, the reason why I even bought that up is actually uh, Giles, the character on Buffy, he would always be in his tweed coat, right? And he would always have his little bow tie. And he'd be there, you know, being a leader. And he'd be there in the stacks. And he'd be drinking something. Whiskey. And... Like just, just always a drink in hand. Always a, not always, but occasionally a drink in hand. It's part of the aesthetic. And the two characters I've always really looked up to from my youth was Rory Gilmore's grandfather, and Giles from Buffy. And Giles always had this drink in his hand, and I always imagined it to be a whiskey. And on Gilmore Girls, just whiskey, just whiskey. Okay. And on Gilmore Girls, it was really interesting because. They would go... Rory's granddad, not Lorelai's father. Lorelai's father. It is Lorelai's father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lorelai's father, Rory's granddad, would go, and they would always go to the house, and they'd pull out the little cart with all the liquor, Mm. and they would make themselves drinks. And I always imagined that the father would have a straight whiskey, but Lorelai would have a whiskey and Coke, Mm. because she was a rebel like that. You you find yourself a little bit more on the Lorelai side. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I really like whiskey. I really like how, I really like the body. I like how complex it can get. But there's something rebellious about dropping something sweet and saccharine with high fructose corn syrup into this thing that's full of passion and full of love. And people have taken... And spice. And and, and people have taken years, two years, six years, ten years to put this thing together. 
and I put Coke in it. And you just kind of split. But the artisanal, I think you do it a little bit more respect with the artisan cola. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't you don't spit on its grave as much. I just I just want Lorelai to be happy. <laughs> Me too. And did you? I don't know if you've ever seen the Year of the Life, the Netflix thing. Like it's a whole it's a whole thing where like her and Luke actually end up married. But like he, she wants to have a kid and he doesn't. It's like a whole thing. No, oh, I don't actually know the show. I just know how to make references to the show. <laughs> oh boy! What well, I, I was uh, there's something. This is all approximate knowledge. You can't go deep. <laughs> there's something uh, about the nostalgia of television shows and things. And I don't know about you, but for Christmas, for me, mm-hmm. and the holidays, I think about TV because as a kid, that's the kind of thing I didn't always. I didn't always uh, watch TV. TV was not a Christmas thing. But these characters, mostly white people, on TV in front of fireplaces with their family, drink in hand. A little Scott or eggnog. Or that's, eggnog. That's a nice I'm not a big eggnog one. person. I don't like it. Is it yeah. raw egg? I'm, I'm actually not too know. sure what know. goes I don't into know. eggnog. Well, you actually, I do know. But yes, it can. But no. Um <laughs> But there's something there's something about like there's something comforting about having a drink in your hand. In your hand is this magic, this tradition. The way you're holding that right now and talking with your hands is making me kind of nervous for the soundboard. It's okay. It's about. I, I know you're very <laughs> competent and <laughs> and you know how to hold your liquor. <laughs> but um, but. <laughs> There's something. This is this is tradition in a glass. Really. Just because of the aesthetic of it and how that that nostalgia is familiar. It's not what the drink is. It's my association to the drink with the media that I grew up with and the songs. Hmm. Because when you hear. Baby, it's cold outside, and he's offering her a drink. What is he offering her? Oh, what's in this drink? She's a woman, and I know how old this. Movie, I'm not saying that, but you know, it's an old song. He's he's not offering her a straight whiskey, you know. He's offering her a cocktail, but you know, he's kind of an asshole, and he, so he 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 offers her what he has, but he likes, which is whiskey. But have you have you read the the defense? <laughs> no, I don't that. want to hear about it. No, it's it. There's there's the argument. I can't fully support it because I'm not completely informed on the matter. But there's the argument that the uh, the conversational cues that are used in that song at the time would have uh, been much more consensual than they. No, it was. On. It was actually very progressive. Exactly. Where it, like her saying, "Oh, what's in this drink?" is more of a tongue-in-cheek saying or way of saying, "Oh." The whole, I'm, the whole I'm song getting kind of loose. Yeah, the whole song is her teasing him. Uh huh. You know, and he's replying to her. There's no actually implicit harm that's going on there. Kind of like uh. the movie Secretary, right? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> you know. All right, hold on. So right, yeah, can't get diverted too uh, easily. So these drinks. Hold on. Wait, Where's your drink? I got. Um. So these are delicious, and Spicy. it's the holidays, right? Salute. Salute. Uh, Merry Festivus for the rest of us. Happy non-denominational gift day. Exactly. Mm. Ah, That's pro. So sprucey. Yeah. 
ASMR. 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 It just, it's so piney and so, um, it's like a wreath. It's like you just take a, a wreath and rung it and rung your wreath into a whiskey. Now, I love this, but I have a question. Yeah. So, uh, most people don't even produce inf- content on Christmas week. We're not most people. We're not. We're barely people. Well, I'm one eighth of a person, so there we go. I'm. I would have said three fifths. Mm. <laughs> oh shit! Was that in good taste? Mm, if you have to ask. Ugh. Um. So, what is this? Our, what is what is our hate? This is our hastily thrown together episode. What is this about? What's going on? Well, in tradition of Christmas, we waited until what's today? The twenty second, twenty third. To uh, you're not oh. supposed to tell the people. It's the 25th, the day this comes out. This is the 25th. We're recording on a day that is very close to Christmas, and we weren't prepared for it at all, just like how we're supposed to celebrate. Uh, So I want to know from you what kind of of, uh, unorthodox traditions or orthodox ones do you have? And I'll give you a few examples from my own family and, Mm -hmm. and our traditions. That, but I want to know what, what's what's the weird shit you guys do um, to start. It's not. This is probably the most uh, the the most regular tradition. But mm-hmm. also, my, you're you're a Jew. I'm I'm a half Jew. Okay, uh, that's that's very uh, important for for distinction. Because if I were a Jew, then maybe I'd celebrate Hanukkah like all the way. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I just kind of like half Hana, celebrate Hanamis ha- the <laughs> happy Jewish. <laughs> I my family we celebrate Christmas. We we do the Christmas thing but just without any of the religious context of it. And we've kind of developed our own little Christmas traditions that go along with with the holiday and you know we celebrate Hanukkah too when we remember to. Because you get about halfway through the week and you're like, oh shit, it's it's Hanukkah. We Today's the first day of Hanukkah. Today is, today's the first day. Yesterday yeah. was the first night. Yeah. I, that, I know what I said. I got my candles. Uh, I don't have a menorah. <laughs> I haven't got... It's so difficult to find a menorah in the middle of New York City. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, but... So my, my, my family traditions are I, – I hold them very near and dear to my heart. And my mom actually went through the effort to, to send me and made sure that uh, I got the right, the right aspects of our tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's the main one. Uh, every Christmas Eve, we open up one gift, and that's, that's pretty usual. But this gift is only – you know what it's going to be. It's going to be uh, pajama bottoms or just a, a set of pajamas for us as a family. And they're usually some sort of matching or theme or something. And um, my box came in today with my set of Christmas Eve pajamas. And, and I, I, got, I got a little foot clubs. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my first Christmas without my immediate family. And so I was feeling a little bit, a little bit out of it, 
and then these these pajamas came and my mom sent a little christmas card and it was like hey i know you're not with us but you're still with us and it it meant a lot to me for that that silly little tradition and uh do do you have anything similar to that it's very interesting you mentioned your mother cuz i love my mother so much and you know um I think we definitely, like most Americans these days, we celebrate and have celebrated Christmas in a very irreligious way mm-hmm. because... Secular as fuck. It's America. I don't know in, in modern and I'm a millennial, so I don't know what you want from me. Um, and I have all these good stories. And I, I think I've told you some, like um, that one time where I kept sneaking out of my room to see if there were gifts, but there were no gifts under the tree. And it was like four in the morning and I kept doing it. My mother kept telling me to go to sleep and I fell asleep. And I woke up at six and I went out and there, the room was taken over by a train set and the tree was like just so oh, shit. many. You got like the the gifts, actual cliche you know? and, train set? Yeah, and I see this, that, you the know. The full thing? But like my mother didn't have money to do this, you know. Well, it was Santa. Right? And I don't know if I really ever believed in Santa. I don't remember believing in Santa, but my mother never made me not believe in Santa, you know? Um. Get- but we'll get into but, that. But later. here's the but thing: that's interesting. We we, I mean, a lot of people do that. You know, like they're like, "Oh yeah, Santa gave it to you." But the minute you're a kid, is like, uh, "Was Santa real?" You're like, "No." You know, that's what I've noticed a lot of people do. But but, you, but you I said did, you don't remember when you mm, believed in Santa. But I remember like the tooth fairy, and then I remember knowing the tooth fairy is my mother. So if she's gonna do the tooth fairy, she was gonna do Santa. Hmm. You know, which. Which broke first? I honestly I don't remember, and and I've I've mentioned before that like you don't remember the bad things, and our life was not easy. But I remember the things like. Well, that's because you're not Jewish. You yeah, only know, right? remember the bad things. <laughs> um, of course, Christmas Eve. It's always an educational gift or a piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you open up something like that, and on Christmas Day, snowman pancakes with bacon scarves and little buttons and powdered snow that's the cutest fucking thing i've know. ever heard and my mother did that up until like 20 even when i lived with her and i was like 24 again you know she did that and i try to emulate those kind of things even when i'm not around her and when my grandfather died i didn't put up my tree again because i don't know i felt kind of sad but i would come to my grandfather's house every year and i would hang up the lights in the same way and i would put all his cards on the door and I'd put up the tree and I put pictures in the tree and wait, so you were the one who was decorating. Well, do it. for my grandfather, it like a group. Well, it... for my grandfather, I would do it always the day of, or the day after Thanksgiving. And for my house, we would do it together. And I remember like my tree covered in tinsel and handmade ornaments. My mother did everything she could to make me, happy and make me remember these things and by the way like that sounds all lovely and stuff tinsel is weird it is weird we we stopped doing tinsel uh, at some point you know but like we did but it would be annoying because it would get everywhere right like tinsel just as a concept sounds like a whole lot of fucking work but no that sounds that sounds kind of actually very beautiful Uh, you you do the work for your grandfather and then you'd go and and you'd spend it with your with your mother here's the thing about the holidays there's something about when you close your eyes and you take a deep breath and the winter when you 
smell the snow, when you breathe in that crisp winter air, you are reminded of all these little moments. Of the moments where I took my dog out on the morning of Christmas. Of the morning that my mother gave me the Stretch Armstrong toy that I broke. Of How'd you break a Stretch Armstrong? Because <laughs> I poked a hole in it by accident. A little beat oh, came you out. fucking um, deviant. You know, these things really impact you. And these things really matter. And in a way, I guess I can never say that I never really had a particular tradition. But my tradition was always love. That's and good. My grandmother died the day before my mother's birthday. My mother's birthday is in November. And I remember my mother crying and sobbing under in the Christmas tree was already up. My mother was so distraught, you know. And I remember my mother my mother with uh with her with uh like on with a with the video camera. And recording us on Christmas my grandmother giving me this like faux shaving kit it was like had no blades but it had like you know stuff so you could put on your face and you could pretend that you were shaving and I remember playing life sounds like some toxic 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 masculinity (laughs) shit (laughs) you know holidays is about memories and just creating memories you know and it's kind of sad I don't live with my mother anymore and we have lives and Christmas and and work and all these things happen and it's hard, and it hurts sometimes, but the only tradition I think, to me, that matters is that you make sure that you communicate with the people that you love. Because this is a Christmas episode. You know, it's a Christmas special. Is it a Christmas episode? But it's also... I thought we said it was a non-denominational... A non-denominational... Winter tradition. But it's also a New Year's. That's not religious, right? Special. New Year's isn't religious, unless, you know, you're not Mm -hmm. Western. So this is kind of... In New Year's season as well, and mm-hmm. on New Year's every single year, I don't know when it started. In 2000, me and my mother were in my house, and everybody was scared of Y2K, and the phones went out, and we tried to call my grandfather, and it didn't work. We were like, oh, it was just the telephone lines were crowded because I was making calls. But for some reason, ever since I lived by myself, I call my mother as soon as the ball drops, every single year. I call my mother. That's, that's kind of sweet. Is this a tradition? You know, when I was in my ex Nadia's house, I remember I called my mother when I was at Kirsten. Everywhere I am, every year, I do it. Four years ago, I was at my sister's house, and I remember I went to the other room and I called my mother because that's what you have to do. You have to make traditions. Yes. You that, have to I, make them. That's that's exactly... Well, you're, you have you're to like make them. You're like half... You, you you don't really have no real traditions anymore. I have no real. Tra- I don't. I don't do Hanukkah all the way. I don't do Christmas all the way. So you have to make your own traditions. But what what are some of the ones that you? What are the ones that that continue today that you make? Not just the because you got your you got your little pajamas. You got I, your little jammy jams. I got my PJs, my jammy jams on. Get your little jammy jams. Uh, my my favorite tradition, or at least the ones that we've created for ourselves, is is based around food. Um, oh, don't even get me started. Oh, yeah. Like traditions based around food. Because let's be honest, we've talked about it. Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, we know it's a traditional food, but turkey itself is like, come on. <laughs> it's I. Uh, it's I. It's I. And I guess Christmas, there's like, you could go turkey or you could go ham. But see, my my family, I I actually, I love this tradition about us. We uh we do homemade pizza on 
on Christmas. That's pretty weird, actually. But I'm none I'm of down us are it. none of us are Italian. I'm down with it. Okay, like neither side. <laughs> when did this start? I have no. I think it started with my grandparents because uh, they're secular as fuck, and and it just got passed down to my dad, and it's one that I really enjoy doing. And the kind of the neat thing about it that that I enjoy and that the it it kind of hits every sensory thing is that he'll uh he'll get up and in the morning we'll we'll do our stocking we'll see what what santa brought in the stockings because that that was our santa santa didn't do gifts and stuff that was that was the the big stuff was from the parents but santa he filled our stockings with like candy or Mm -hmm. or some other stuff and as soon as we finished doing that my dad would go into the kitchen and he would make the dough for the for the pizza and part of the dough was to you do your yeast, your flour, all that jazz. He'd toss in a little bit of light beer, uh, like either a Coors. Or I'm making a, a face. People can't see me because it's but a you're pot. making a face. Light well, beer. The okay. the question of like what the fuck's light beer doing in there, and it's it's just water. It it is kind of it's pretty much just water, but the the aromatic. Of it, and the little bit of carbonation and yeast just added a touch of chewiness, as well as a little bit of lift it to the. Uh, it wasn't just a little bit of the water being added to the dough. Shut the fuck Come up! Don't ruin this for me. Okay. <laughs> this is my this is my favorite holiday tradition. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm listening. I'm listening. And I'm you're sorry. gonna be like, "Whoa, <laughs> fuck you!" Um, actually, it, okay, continue. No, you because you pour just a tiny bit of beer into the bat or into the dough. And then as it ferments, th- ferments throughout the day and the yeast rises, the dough rises, the house kind of fills with this aroma of, of a brewery. And hmm. that, that smell... That explains a lot. That ex- <laughs> 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 Why do I like beer? Well, I associate it with Christmas and family. Hmm. Uh, and so we, by, the, by the end of the day, we'd, we'd, the, by the time the odiferousness has filled the house we know it's time to roll out the dough and uh we we'd all like we'd partition it and and do our each individual and like it'd be a it'd be a full pizza but we'd have like the chandler quarter the mason quarter the marcy quarter how long is how large is your family huh how large is your family just the four of us the just quarters the four and and if we had like our our um our grandparents there or aunts and and extended family then we'd do multiple pizzas everybody gets a quarter you got to at least get three slices if you don't get three slices of like your own personal pizza then mm-hmm. like what's 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 the point and then uh every um in the mornings the food that we'd have our big breakfast would be monkey bread or uh, cinnamon pinch bread, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's it's just so decadent. It's it's ridiculous. Christmas is about carbs in my family. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what it breaks down to. Is Christmas equals carbs, and I love every second of it. I would wolf down a whole bunt pan of monkey bread if I could. <laughs> uh, but that's those are the Christmas traditions that that. Are, are the most prominent is the PJs 
the pizza and the and the monkey bread. And what kind of food? What kind of food did you guys? Did, was it consistent or was any, it? Listen, any holiday to eat, you eat. That's it. But you know, it changes every year. My mother, um, I think I might have mentioned before that like every Friday she would like goodness the nineties like we're gonna do a different food from a different place in the world. It's like tacos or spaghetti. But once in a while she would throw in some asabuco. You know, she would, yeah, you know. We would get like really interested. Um but Christmas the morning again, you know, the pancakes, but the evening would shift. It would change. Which by the way, hold on. just going back I love the pancakes thing. The the snowman pancakes, awesome. Powdered I, sugar, fucking awesome. I remember back in like two thousand and ten when I was back living with my mother in a studio apartment, not much bigger than this room, and my mother would sleep on the bed, and there was a futon next to it, and I would sleep on it. And again, I was like twenty; I was like nineteen at the time, and my girlfriend at the time would come over. What? And <laughs> and she would hang out, and my mother's so fucking cool that she would just let her like stay. What? Yes. You'd sleep in the same room. We, we weren't doing anything, right? But just. You'd be, yeah. You know, where else was I gonna be? They had no, didn't have anywhere else to go. And I remember waking up on Christmas and having this person in our tradition and and feeding her the pancakes and making the bacon scarves with my mother and making the the powdered snow. And I think it's very interesting. Was it was it weird to have an outsider no. involved? It's always beautiful to have someone because you have a family. You have like four people plus other people who can come in. And a couple of dogs too. But like, you know, my mother and I would spend Christmas together and then we might go see my grandfather, but he wouldn't really come to us. Hmm. You know, so all of the holidays were just me and my mother, my mother and I. And I think you have to make your own traditions. And so like, what kind of traditions are you looking to make going forward from now? Because this is your first holiday really away from your family. And I'm going to give you a quick example of the kind of thing that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not this year. Maybe I can't do it. But I want to spend every year just a tradition being with the people that I love and that I care about. I want to make that part of the tradition. I want. I, I, I can respect that. I want to find little arbitrary ridiculous things that are not related to Christmas. Those are my favorite And I traditions. want to make them my Christmas traditions. You know? What- it's it's funny that you say... So one of my other more recent Christmas traditions is based off of Always Sunny, where my friends and I, um, in high school, we'd, uh, we, we'd meet up at night, or like in the evening time of Christmas after dinner, We'd say, we're going to go throw rocks at trains like they do in Always Sunny. I rolled my eyes. There's no video here, but I just rolled my eyes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, white man. Okay. And so we'd go to the train yard, and all we'd do is just sit around and talk and bullshit and never actually throw rocks at trains. We'd just be like, yeah, we're doing the thing. And that – but it was the – it was just the community and the camaraderie about it we'd always chicken out it's almost tradition now to chicken out throwing rocks at trains well then how do you how do you feel you mentioned it but how do you feel being so far away from these traditions well there's plenty of subways in new york and not a lot of rocks 
<laughs> so I have plenty of time to say I'm going to throw a rock at a train. But without the friends, it doesn't matter, right? Like, <sighs> You're right. But it's the spirit. It's This has been the first Christmas – or the first really traditional holiday because I went home for Thanksgiving where I've had to – really rely on the symbolism of the tradition rather than the actual tradition itself. And I think that has kind of enlightened me a little bit to the um, to the religious aspects of tradition. Because it's not about doing the thing. It's about what doing the thing represents. What does it represent? For us, it represents, uh, you know, angst, rebellion... Uh, irreverence and ultimately respect for private property <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof no because we never threw the tr- we never <laughs> threw the rocks we'd go we'd look at the trades and we're like oh well you know i'm sure someone's gonna have to like paint that like it, there was always something just oh this this road's too busy or we never actually threw the rocks at trains and <laughs> And I think that's my favorite part of the tradition. If we would actually throw the rocks at the trades, it would be – well, one, it would be copying Always Sunny <laughs> too much. And and it would it would kind of – it kind of wouldn't mean the same thing because we've done this for now like seven, seven, eight years in a row. And this will be the first time I'm not uh, actively um, – pretending to throw rocks at trains. <laughs> um, uh, I think that's, you know, I always find that to be so beautiful. I think it's so interesting because as we get older, um, our traditions have to change because like, so for you, you're still in the spirit, but your friends that are still there, they'll still get, and I'm not trying to make you sad, but they're going to get together and they're going to think about you and they're going to miss you and they're no, going to do it without you. They're not going to think about me. And they're going <laughs> to, whatever, they're going to think about you and yeah, you, you know, but then, like, as the years pass, maybe you'll go back next Christmas, but two other ones, maybe one of them's going to have a kid. And just as we get older, these things change, and these traditions fade away, and we come into new ones. And we come into creating new ones with new friends and new family. But I think it's unique the way we create new traditions, because they're never really new. They're just new iterations of old traditions. It's the new yeah. adventures yeah. of old Christine. <laughs> you just, just finding a new way to throw you know rocks and trains which you know people do is like so like you know you're maybe not going to do that but like now you're probably just going to like have to find a new way of doing something like you know what we let's go see a christmas carol every year this is the, this is like an old white person version of this when you were a kid when you were a kid you used to go and say you're gonna throw lots of trains but you didn't but now you would tell your wife we're going to go see Christmas Carol, but instead you go to a bar and get drunk. God, I would love that. Can I just tell you how much I fucking hate a Christmas Carol? <laughs> Why? Well, one, it gave me way too much sympathy and hope that ghosts would like actually uh, help the corrupt elite uh, fix their ways. That's my first problem. From the view of the proletariat. Yeah, from the view of the proletariat. We can't sympathize with the bourgeoisie. <laughs> 
Ebenezer, you have employees who don't have good health care, and that's not kind. Like, they, they could they could be like, oh, Tiny Tim, looks like you're not gonna get healthy this year. Or they could fucking unionize <laughs> and go on strike until they get some adequate Happy fucking health Christmas, insurance. everyone. Uh, and then the, the black title screen, and then next year, Timmy... Died. And, and they've made so many fucking remakes of it. We get it. It's the same movie. <laughs> after Scrooge, what are you doing? After after Bill Murray's Scrooged, there's no reason to keep remaking A Christmas Carol. I gotcha. Or A Christmas Carol. Groundhog Day? A Christmas Carol. The, what, what are you... What are you... What's the comparison? Are they... Put them together. Okay. Wakes up. Every morning, he has to deal with these fucking ghosts, and he has to. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Not only do you have, so in this in this scenario, you have Christmas Carol leading the charge. They're, yes, they're at the for, They're at the yes. point of this, and then you have uh, uh, Groundhog Day, where he's he's repeating it over and over. Yes, but what's this? He has to keep having interactions with ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, that sounds and, like that sounds like a Ghostbusters. I was thinking remake. that. I think a Ghostbusters remake. You got yeah. oh Bill Murray. This yeah. is your holy trinity. He was like Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, kid. <laughs> and then he pulls, just starts sucking him up into the fucking ghost trap. Remember, Santa, don't cross streams. <laughs> <laughs> don't cross the streams. That's the old model. <laughs> the elves souped it up. <laughs> Oh, I'm just trying to imagine, like, all the Christmas movies that you just put them together. You got Die Hard and Elf. <laughs> <laughs> this hotel is ginormous. <laughs> you see Will Ferrell just fucking wandering around. This fucking, with his fucking feet, just, like, bloody. He's, like, falling through the fucking duct, you know? Oh, oh. It's Zoe a, Deschanel being like, oh, all these terrorists. All oh, these terrorists. <laughs> Why is it that my Zoe Deschanel sounds like Don Knotts? I was thinking that. <laughs> well, does anybody even know who Don Knotts is? That's crazy. Nah, everyone who knows who Don Knotts is is dead now, just like Don Knotts. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, here's, here's my follow-up question for you, because we're talking about traditions, and we're talking about non-denominational, and me being secular as fuck. Ziggler as fuck! Uh, Oof, that was... Oh, I can't do that. That's, that's intense. Yeah. Point black, I'm a little scared. What... What part of Jesus... Or what, what aspect of Jesus does Christmas pertain to you? Like, none? Uh, no, I mean... I think I mentioned before, like, I spend a lot of time in church and... You know, like, Jesus is the reason. Do you go to... Have you ever gone to a Christmas mass? A Chris, mass? Which, that's Catholic. I was Christian, and I used to be a part of, uh, right around the corner from here, I used to be one of the three wise men, I used to be a part of the Christmas pageant every year. Uh, oh, so you did a nativity scene. I, I did all those things. And Wait, what did, what did you, what did you? All the three wise men. Which one? Mur. You were Mur? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. That good dang. That, in between that, and like fondling the pastor's niece in the bell tower which if you listen to the last episode of Art of Giving Up the episode before last I, I go into like a whole thing about that <laughs> um, <laughs> was it during the Christmas time? Uh, usually after service 
in mm. one time during the Christmas pageant. Um, a but post service service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. Well, actually, technically during the service, because I would go up right before the end, and I would listen through the floor to hear the end, then I would ring the bell. Oh, you're just looking for that amen. And then... um, oh, man. <laughs> um, but I actually never really had a really bad experience in the church. You know, I'm not one of those like atheists who's like, I had a bad experience in the church and people, everybody I ever had an interaction with was so great. Every Christmas pageant that I ever went to was amazing. I, I like the songs. I find the people to be so kind. I find it to be very enjoyable. But just when it comes to Christmas, it's just become this thing where I like to give people that I love gifts and I like for people that I love to give me things and mm. any excuse that I have to spend time with people that I love and care about, I'll take. Okay. Well, on that, on that note then, when it comes to gift giving, are you a, a list person or are you like a, if you know what I want, if you know me, you'll figure it out kind of person? I mean, I've asked for one thing and I got it. Um, I, I normally, I, any gift it's given to me, I'll love and I'll appreciate and I probably won't use, I'll cherish it and put it next to my bed and I'll keep it. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to give a little shout out here. Hold on. I'm going to do a little shout out. I'm going to make, I'll make a little movement. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. So I have, oh, well, there it is. I have a gift that I got today from Christina, who I know listens to these things and is a really good friend of mine. Well, that's not even the note. You opened it before Christmas. It. It's, is it on the other side? Is it that no. one? Is it? No, I, oh, I lost it. Oh, There's three of them. Whatever. The note says, like, you're, you're amazing and you're the best. Um, and I don't really collect pop figures, but I like the New Day, which is what my shirt is and which my flask, my new hydro flask looks like, which they're up there. Nice. And also love the Young Bucks. So yep. she got me that last year. She got you the New Day last and year. And she got me the Young Bucks this year. That's kind of cute. You know, and I didn't ask for it. And I love it. And even if I didn't love it, I would still love it. Because that's the part that matters. I don't care. You know, and I feel weird asking people to give me things. I don't understand that. You know, when people ask me, like, oh, this is what I want. I'm just like, I guess that's kind of like not in the spirit of Christmas. Hmm. You know, it's not really about getting what you want. It's about people who love you going out of their way to show you that they love you. And even if it's a trinket, that's the, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a penny, a nickel or a dime or a very small thing, but that connects. That's supposed to be the part that matters. It doesn't matter how big it is or how expensive it is. But say, what if they like, spent a lot of money on it but kind of half-assed the thought part uh this is a thing that i think is so stupid but i, I guess kind of like they talk about love languages uh-huh right you know and some people don't know how to express themselves in affection physical affection some people don't know how to say loving things and some people just don't know how to give gifts you know true and so they spent a lot of money on something because they love you and they didn't know how to find something really particular that you wanted. They didn't know. So instead, they tried to show you how much they loved you by spending a lot of money. Mm. The love is still there. But it's just... It's the way... Because you can't expect people to love you the way that you want to be loved. You got to expect people to love you the way that they can love you. But why why can't you expect people to... Well, I mean, you have to expect a little bit. You know, um, there's actually an episode of The Art of Giving Up called What to Expect When You're Expecting... 
I thought it was pretty <laughs> And it's pretty much about how you, you really should expect a little bit from people. You really should. You should expect from people to know you if they love you. But you also, if you love someone and they love you, then you should also know them. So you should know should that be mutual. You should know that they're not great at giving gifts, and that should be okay. Well, in that case, what's what's your love language when it comes to gift giving? Um, I remember for Adriana's birthday many years ago. It's like five or six years ago. Um, and I went and I met her in four twenty two thousand seven. So I went and I found a copy of the flyer from the day that we met. And I bought her a purse. I bought her a purse like $30 off the street that I thought she would like. But in the purse, I put a card. And in the card, I wrote her a letter telling her how much I care about her, how much I love her, how much she matters. And I put a copy of the flyer in it. You know? And I think that I'm not always good at giving people what they want. But I try really hard to give people... A sign that I love them. So you're good at expressing your affection more verbally than symbolically. I mean, yeah, but I try. Or, or monetarily, yeah. I guess. If we're breaking it into those three. Yeah. Like, I don't. Because yeah. there, there's a whole handful of ways you can. But that being said, sometimes it's affection. hard. I'm just like, oh, how much money? I'm just going to spend a lot of money. I'm just going to be all right. I don't know. I don't want. Is this what you want? Okay. You know? <laughs> But that's okay, too. If somebody's like, this is what I want, and it's like, well, I love you, so I'm going to give it to you. I'll say if money weren't weren't an aspect of it. Like, say, if if you were a rich man. <laughs> oh, my fucking. Oh, you just had to fucking do I it. I had to. Oh, I, I wanted to sell all them. the money in the world. If I was a wealthy, wealthy man, man. <laughs> I would give you gifts, many gifts. Yes, I'd give everybody gifts. I would give if I was infinitely rich. If I was Jeff Bezos rich, everyone I love would be taken care of. Okay, like if I was a billionaire, I wouldn't care. Like, you need to be pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. No, you'd have a fucking house and you'd be paid for and your kids would have college. If you were Jeff Bezos rich, <laughs> you, know. you wouldn't be paying your taxes. I'd pay my fair share. I'd pay, pay my fair share. You'd outsource. You'd undercut. <laughs> you'd, you'd cheat the system. <laughs> you could provide the entire American healthcare system. <laughs> With your taxes alone. <laughs> so, uh, Bernie, are you going to... So, what you're saying is that you're going to raise taxes. I'm going to raise taxes. Everyone will be taken care of. Oh, you fucked up already. I did. You know what he says? I can't do that. I can't do the thing. He says, he says, it's not about that. Oh, yeah. You that's know, what, he's it's, like, he's it's like, not he's about like, premiums will go down. There'll yeah. be no premiums. There'll be no copays. It's it's uh, it's not about what you're paying in taxes. It's what you're paying in premiums. <laughs> God, I fucking I, uh, I love doing that one. Shit. All right. Uh, we talked about we talked about Jesus. Talked about gifts. Talked about our personal traditions. What about the ones that are kind of foisted upon us? 
the like I, I was having a conversation with someone recently about uh how someone on facebook i heard from a friend from a non-friend from a friend of a, their non-friend that someone had posted a, a plea on facebook to um get the 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 parents who get their children ipads and high-end electronics oh i saw that i i, I heard because i have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have I have. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were talking about because it makes people who can't afford that to feel some kind of way. Exactly. Which and then well, so what was happening was the the parents who were able to get their kids these higher end electronic prices um, are saying, "Oh, it's from Santa," and so the kids of, of the the more affluent parents will tell their friends. Who then they tell to friends, and they tell to friends that their 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 luxury items came from Santa, and so the less affluent kids, the broke bitches. So you're are, saying we should subsidize that to taxes? Exactly. If you're paid to tax, <laughs> are are then taking it upon themselves? They're they're internalizing this rejection from Santa, like. Because they're asking for iPads and I- iPhones and stuff like that too, but their parents don't have the means or the income, and so it's because it, the Facebook plea was from one of these uh, parents who couldn't afford to get their kids um, the things on their list, the higher end electronics on their list, and they were asking other parents to not tell their kids that they were from Santa, and I kind of had the opinion of why the fuck is this a big deal? Santa's made up anyway, hmm. which Ooh, we might actually be a little bit on odds. About we might be at wants... odds on this, but all right. So before we get into the, the meat into the weeds, into the, into the real thicky wicket of this, I, I want to know first at what age or at what time did you, fully realize there was a and what was what's your relationship with santa I'm so fucking old i don't know but i think what? i don't remember i'm so fucking old now but i definitely know that the old timers is kicking in my my opinion about that with children is that i'm not trying to pretend like oh this is the world's greatest way to teach children a lesson but i do think that there's nothing wrong with saying like oh here's this fictional character, but you should never really go out of your way. Like, you know how parents, when kids start realizing that Santa might not be real, they go through things and they lie about it and they try to hide, you know, that's not really what it's about. It's about allowing your child to have their imagination and Mm -hmm. to have fun with it. And then if they ask, you tell them that he's not real because it's okay for Santa to not be real. But it's also okay for them to enjoy their imagination. But are you just going to fess up to this lie that you've been perpetuating for this child's entire life up until this moment? It's not going to. It's not. It's not going to hurt them. Children do need to be treated with love, and children do need to be treated more like they're autonomous little beings, and they have to be allowed to make decisions and to learn things. Children are people. (laughs) They are people, and when it comes to things like with the gifts, I understand sometimes. You know, it actually can be painful. And I do think that for like, that's why people do things with their classes where the parents will get together and all the parents in one grade of a class will decide to not get their children cell phones 
until a certain age to do it together because when the rest of your peer group does it, then it becomes more difficult. Mm. And you have to deal with the ostracization. So a lot of parents get together, really active parents, they get together and they communicate with each other and they work on this together. There's nothing wrong with telling your kid that Santa gave him an iPad, you know, but at the same time, you should have an iPad and let your kid use yours. A child doesn't need to That's, have their own. That was my opinion. You know, was, but there's like, nothing. If your but kid but at is the same old time, enough to have their own iPad and have their own access to that that open forum of media, then they're probably at an age where they but, don't need to cling. To Santa, but that's not. But that's not really up to you, yeah. you know. And then when it and when it comes to children, especially, it's like, listen, the kids. If your kid is twelve years old, they're not going to believe in Santa. How do you know? You know, and if they do, then it's kind of a feeling as you as a parent, because you should be reading to your children, and you should be talking to your children, and you should talk to your children like they're like they're beings. You should allow them to make decisions, and of course, if they decide stupid things, like if you're like, "When do you color one picture room?" and they say orange, paint it orange, you know. And if you ask them what they want to, and if you if you decisions. ask them what they want to eat dinner, and they say no, don't feed them dinner. But if they say they don't want to eat dinner for two weeks in a row, obviously you have to fucking feed them because they're you're still an adult and you still have to take care of them. But you have to allow them, you know, to exist. And if you are a good parent and you're reading to your children, they're going to realize that these stories are not real. They're going to understand. If you talk to your children, educate your children, they're going to start to understand fiction and nonfiction. And if you let your kids socialize with other kids, Hmm. if you let your kids socialize with other children. That seems like the big one. You know, you let your kids socialize with other kids. That that's the big that's the big melting pot because that it could go either way. But it's all either. of it. It's about keeping your children read. Like you have to read to them. You got to communicate with them. You got to talk to them. What about people who don't have? What about people who don't have who don't have time for that? Can I tell you something? My mother didn't have time for it, and I'm not trying to be like my mother had me at was pregnant at 16, had me at 17, and she was going to high school and college, and she struggled, and she made sure that she did her best to make sure that she read to me the people that I know who like Adriana, who work really, really hard to make sure they love and take care of their children. Sometimes they come home and they're too tired and they're too hurt and they're really sick and they can't do it and it kills them. But when they have time, they do it. Hmm. And that's what you have to do. That's it. You just have to make the time. You have to make the time. And by the way, I promise you, when people read to their children, they take care of their children, their kids are going to know Santa's not real. You know? Why is that? Because what? once you start reading kids' fiction, they're going to ask you questions. And you have to answer their questions. And the, the kid says that Santa's nice. He goes, is Santa real? You know what you say to a four-year-old who asks that? What do you think? You know? Because guess what? They're children, and they're not fully formed but they have thoughts and you ask them and by their answer, you can kind of figure out or determine if they're ready or not for them. You know, it's up to them. It's all, it's all them, you know, and Santa's fun. Why, why, why let your kids fucking believe in this fucking fictional thing? People let your children believe in God because they believe in it. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm not trying to People say, well, you're you're comparing God to Santa. Well, but like, it's the same fucking thing. And actually in some cultures and a lot, even here, you know, Satan, this is not like made up. 
you know, like it's a thing that's religious and it has religious ties and religious yeah. history. You know, I mean, it's, it's bent. It was bent. It was bent as fuck. It's it's a crude amalgamation. Al- it is. You know. It's just a, a hodgepodge. Paganism of, and heathenry are defined to blanket terms that cover. Like, I, listen, I know. Like, like it's you, just it's kind of all thrown together, and we go, all right, here's we just kind. Of, it's a synthesized tradition. The only thing is, I'll be honest, that we can't really make the decision unless we decide as a society that God is bullshit. If we decide as a society, so if we kill God, then we kill Santa. Yeah. No, I mean yes. Because the thing is that, like, you have to allow your children to do these things. Sofian goes to a Catholic school. He talks about God all the time now. Doesn't matter what Adriana believes. Do, Don't matter. Do you do you tell him your views on God? Or do you ask um, him, what do you think? You have to ask them what they think. And you have to kind of guide them. But how do you guide them? You guide them by, listen, guide you guide them. Them by listening to them and answering their questions honestly. But children... Are very impressionable, and you don't have to go around telling. Like, here's the thing: people people really misunderstand. Children, they'll come to Christmas and stuff, and they'll be like, "Oh, is Santa real?" Like, what do you think? You know, it seems really strange and really hard. Like, how can he go to all the places in the world? It's like, you know, well, they can't, Susie, because it is kind of impossible, right? But if you ask, if the kid, and you know, ask you like, but if if he. Uh, go on, sorry. You know, but I'm just saying, you don't, you you know, you don't want to go to your kids like, is God real? Like, what do you think? It's like, I don't know. And it's like, you know, honestly, I don't really know either. But you don't want to come to your kid in their crib where they're crying. And you're like, God is not real. God is dead. That's what Richard Dawkins said. You know, you don't want to do that to your children. But you also don't want to do the other side of that that spectrum either and just shove God down their throats. Well, no, no. That's why you have to let them experience life as they do send the kids to a catholic school and they're being taught it actually will do more harm to them if they're going to catholic school and they're being taught about jesus and god and then they come home and you're like by the way these people who are authority figures are fucking lying to you instead you have to allow them to make their own decisions and their own make form their own critical thinking and if they and if they go into a part of place that's dangerous then you can communicate with them but unfortunately so far you know, believe in God. It's not harmful. Believing in Santa don't hurt nobody. So there you go. Real libertarian about that believe, shit. Believing in God ain't harmful. It's not. Listen, uh, I know people who believe in God. Listen, I don't pull that shit with the. Depends on which one. You know. <laughs> that, oh yeah. Oh, you talk about Muslims. You can't say that. I know you talk about Muslims. I know you talk about Muslims because that's what people say. That's that's Islamic phobic. That's Jewish phobic. That's uh, Christophobic. That's... Each Abrahamic tradition has a different name for the same God. <laughs> yes, I'm fully aware. <laughs> but each also has a different interpretation and has a different basis of what their depiction of God means. Well, mostly what? people believing in people believing in Jesus in America unless they're rampant racist or raised by crazy people who are really mentally ill, aren't going around shooting up schools. And if they are and they're religious, it's really not because they're religious, you know? It's because they're using religion to justify violence. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. Let your kid fucking believe in God. But they ask you, answer them honestly. That's it. Hmm. Hmm. What? Uh, I just found it, I find it interesting just because I have such a... Religionless up. I mean, even 
even this year, this is going to be my first Jewish Christmas. Oof. Really. Like, that's how... I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want, like, I don't want to fucking God, you know. But, like, if they do, I'm not going to love them less, you know. I'm not going to shun them because I'm, they I'm have a different belief than me. I'm not saying you're wrong by any... I'm just, you know? it's an interesting perspective. I'm black. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's that's real pro. You know, that's uh, the timer. Cookie's done? That's the timer saying that we've been doing this for over an hour. Hot damn. Damn. Well, I mean, there's nothing more pro than actually hearing the timer go off. Isn't that great? Does that mean does that mean we're done here? I mean, no. I have more questions. There you go. You it's all right. Oh, Answer bonus, 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 bonus. Cuz we're going to we're so, I I I let us into the well, whose god are they mm-hmm. listening to? Okay, yeah. And there's more than just the the three Abrahamic traditions cuz there's different sects mm-hmm. of those and there's hundreds of different interpretations of monotheism as well as polytheism polytheism Mm -hmm. and so hecate of course mm -hmm. you get into that uh, shiva yeah yeah bodhisattvas all that good stuff um but we're we're switching it up because because this is my first jewish christmas oh and I don't know what to expect. Well, I know exactly what to expect. I have made a guilt, fam- guilt, <laughs> guilt, guilt, <and laughs> guilt, 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 fish. Exactly. <laughs> all three. Uh, I, I still need to eat my jelly donuts in honor of Hanukkah. I know, I know you have a past, a, a Jewish I've eaten, past. I've eaten many kosher jelly donuts in my day. Uh, Bravo. <laughs> Bravo oh, fucking yeah. oh. Yeah. Um, Mainly because Starbucks has them. <laughs> and they keep them. And when you open them, they have to put them in a little plastic thing to keep them kosher. Oh, because they can't get like yeah. tainted they come by... Co- technically, when they're open, they're not technically kosher anymore because the utensils have caused contamination. But if you mm-hmm. open it with the little wax paper thing... Then, then, it, then it's... Then, but you have to wrap it. Then it's kosher. Yeah, but then you have to wrap it in the plastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, so... I don't know if you know that because your experience with with Judaism has been very. Um, I don't. It seemed. I've like been. A, I've been in some Jew. Yes. You've. You almost converted. You said. Uh, for a woman, yes. Oh, uh, Okay. I, so, it don't count. It don't count. Well, because a Jewish Christmas is has nothing to do with Hanukkah. A Jewish Christmas is going out and getting Chinese food and seeing a movie, and this will be my first Jewish Christmas. Are you excited? I'm excited for the Chinese food. <laughs> but because of my familial obligations, the uh, the youngins picked the movie, and we're going to go see Cats. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm fucking terrified. I don't know if I should take acid for this or have, like, a three-day sober thing for this i don't know which end of the spectrum i should be on but as far as i know being in the middle of that is not gonna gonna work out it's uh, the reviews i've read i don't know what to expect is it gonna turn me into a furry it's not gonna be good it's am i I gonna come back wanting like uh like one of those tail butt plugs. No, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna. You're gonna <laughs> I'm. <laughs> wait, I'm wait, concerned. 
He's like, woof, woof. He's like, I'm a dog now, huh? I'm a dog now. You get to be a cat? You get to be a cat? How do I get to be a dog? <laughs> Could you imagine if they made a sequel to it that's dogs and, uh, and it's just like DMX and only uh, DMX? <laughs> oh, Jesus. 15 Christ. minutes of him going, where are my dogs at? <laughs> I just can't Im- I'm just thinking about it's always sunny. That's all I imagine. <laughs> you know, Jesus freaking. Yeah, Christ. I'm a man cheetah. I'll go get the spots. <laughs> yeah, get the spots. <laughs> Oh. oh, you were going the different cats around. The- yeah. I'm a cat now. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many different cat references in always. I can't sunny. even. Yeah, but ha- have you ever celebrated Hanukkah? Um, yes, but it was you know I came over. We lit the candles together and we prayed together. And and did you open a present? No, we didn't really open present. Well. It, I, we didn't really ever open presents. We didn't open a present. It was just I was being educated about it, and she lit the candles and she helped guide me through prayer. I just thought it was really interesting. And now I here, liked it. Here comes the the big question. Oh no! Oh no! Stephen, have you ever celebrated Kwanzaa? <laughs> Umoja. That means unity. That's, Did you learn that from Futurama? I, I learned that from Kwanzaa. Oh, everything I know f- about Kwanzaa is, <laughs> is, yeah, from, is from Kwanzaa. Uh, I, I, I think that actually, um, no. Uh, everyone I know thinks Kwanzaa is a fucking joke. Interesting. Good. Elaborate. Why? Where Why the fuck did they come from? It came from... I don't give a fuck. It's ridiculous. It's weird. I'm an American... I'm an American Negro. All I know is I came up here... It came and... out of the uh, Pan-Africa Listen, movement, when you're right? A, when you're a little kid and all your friends have names that aren't really African, but like... My mother na- named me James Stephen because she wanted me to get, a, they had to get a job, which, by the way, is not... You should be able to be named whatever the hell you want, but... yeah. But I mean, you institutionalized know, racism. You know, and, and like, everybody. And... One of her friends, Tanika and David, they had a kid and they named her Tadiva. You know, um, that's the kind of <laughs> you end up with people. Which, by the way, it's okay. I'm sorry, maybe. that's a magician's name. What about that girl that I saw on uh, Doctor Phil, whose name is like six pages long? What? You know, she's the longest name in the world, and I just like you know people do this to their children. And, you know, the same people that celebrate Kwanzaa are the same people, like my mother's friend who was in a cult when we moved down south, and Nuwapians, and, and, and Dr. Malachi York ended up getting arrested for molesting children, and... Oh, and, so people who celebrate Kwanzaa molest children. <laughs> no, but, like, just the people that I was surrounded with is, like, uh, you know... They call them hoteps now. There's just like a certain... Now, granted, I know there are lots of people who are black in America who probably celebrate Kwanzaa and it's really awesome, you know, but it's like a menorah, but the candles are red and green and... <laughs> I'm going be it's, it's kind of a... It's kind of a ripoff. And it's like the same number of days. Is it and really? I think, I think it's actually... I think it's two more days. It's like Kwanzaa, but bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and and um you know and They're like you know you know of hanukkah right yeah. here's the pitch <laughs> um but I, I don't really hate it but i just know that a lot of people that i know 
who are the kind of people who celebrated Kwanzaa wore daishikis and head wraps and it's okay to do that if you're trying to get back to your culture but I, I guess if you're like from Sierra Leone and, and your daishiki has the pattern from Kenya I don't I guess you're not really down with the cause you know no. <laughs> you know but it's okay you're, you're not really <laughs> bad about it you know you, but you can try to do you know I'm not trying to disparage them but it, it's really hard being a person of color in America you don't fucking you know you're trying to do this thing wait it's hard being a person of color, <laughs> but a, yeah, I, but you, the Equal Rights Amendment. I know, right? And like, wait, oh, okay, all right. Jim Crow was like that was so long ago. That was like, come on, like sixty years ago. Right, Get on. over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, fuck. I feel like I should apologize. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're looking a little toasty there. You look like yeah. Oh, yeah. that was too much. You've been sitting in any ovens lately? I'm getting getting my tan up. Your tan up, yeah. No, but I don't know. I think Kwanzaa is just very interesting. I've always loved. It. I think it's so funny. Like the menorah has like fucking African colored candles. I, I don't know, but I remember being in school, being taught about it, and I don't know. There's something about being in school, and all they teach you about history is like you know, white people shit, colonizing, and then places. like Christmas comes, and they're like, and also. There's this other thing called Kwanzaa. You're just like, what the fuck is this? I don't even know what this is right now. Give me my Christmas presents. <laughs> you know, like the hash truck like... is back and it's better than ever for Christmas this year. The hash truck's here. Come on. That's all I fucking want. Okay. The what? The hash truck. The hash truck? The hash truck. You know, has like the gas station. Uh-uh. Is there, is there none of these in the West Coast? No. That's the little, I just did the jingle. No. You know? And then after, it's like, the hash truck is back, and it's better than ever for Christmas. This year, the hash truck's here. And, and no, this you're year, doing a parody of... No, I'm not. That's a real thing. And no, then, I, I know that, but the song itself is, is but, uh, but that's how the, from my boyfriend's back from... But that's literally how it goes. But And then they go, and then they go, yeah, there's a helicopter. Inside the helicopter is a fire truck. And it's thirty nine ninety nine at hash truck gas stations. That... <laughs> The proportion of <laughs> proportions. I always wanted it. Look, if we could just carry around fire trucks and helicopters, <laughs> California and Australia would be doing a lot fucking better right okay. now. But you know, whatever. I just, if you know that I'm older, I should read up on Kwanzaa. I should probably read up on it. I'm just so fucked up. I just like you know, I had no respect for it. You know, but like God isn't real, and all these things are arbitrary. And like all the culture, the culture, arbitrary. the culture is going to die and it doesn't, not going to matter in 50 years, but at the same time, it matters a lot, you know, like at the same time as it doesn't matter to me, it also completely matters to me. <laughs> so there you fucking go. Uh, on one hand, I don't give a shit, but on the other hand, you know what? I got some shits to spare. <laughs> well, so, uh, Steven, do you want, do you want to celebrate my unconventional uh, Hanukkah with me this year because sure. I've developed my own personal traditions outside of my my familial New Year's Eve New Year's Eve that's gonna be our that's it Um, you mean when I'm at work oh shit yeah New Year's Day we work at a liquor and beer shop oh. on Christmas Eve come on now oh. I'm not getting out of there alive oh shit but I'd I'd actually I'd I'd like for you I'm gonna cry. to partake in my Hanukkah tradition of eating French fries because you're supposed to have fried potatoes and 
and latkes are kind of a hassle. Yeah. But you get some French fries. Get some flat unleavened bread. That's Passover. Oh, you're right. It's Don't Passover. get it twisted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, Hanukkah isn't even one of the high holidays. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's it's solely there so that Jews have something to Can compete we get a with Christmas. And get Kwanzaa candles. I'd I'd actually be super <laughs> down for that. But personally, on on Hanukkah, I make sure to watch the Hebrew Hammer. Oh my fucking god! I've seen that forever. And Inglorious Bastards. And as long as I watch those within the week of Hanukkah, I've completed that. That's that's all. I, that's how I cling to my, I guess my nationality now. Is that because that's official? Is oh, it was it executive? I can't get into the we can't get into the weeds with this. Oh, is that executive order sixty six official? <laughs> We could throw uh, we could throw Rise of the Skywalker, Ooh. in into that I would that love collection to see, yeah, too. We're gonna do that. And do a little bit of. Do, we could do we could do a review ca- spoiler cast bonus episode. What what? Yeah. You've been keeping up on Mandalorian. I've been. I'm about to watch the last episode today. Probably I that's the like, last one that they've yeah, been. Or yeah, you no, mean most all, recent? The most recent. Okay, I was concerned for a sec. I, I need to watch. I need to watch that one. I've been brushing up on Star Wars Rebels. I, I'm not into Rebels, really, but I need to watch it. But I also never watched Clone Wars. So I got to watch all oh. of Clone Wars. The, you're, not, you're not big on the animations, though. It I like seems. to read the books. I like the uh, animations. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the animated series. There was one book series about this um, these two kids. And they were... What the hell? Their parents were like, you know, like... They were just like traveling around, and it turns out that like they might have been related to the Skywalkers. And oh, I'm they so were... sorry for them. <laughs> They're literally one. They... What is the all right? Desperate house husbands of Alderaan. Am uh, I right? <laughs> I was gonna say Umoja's one. It means unity. And I was gonna be like, what's another one? Sakajuwea. I really was thinking <laughs> that. I can't stop thinking about it. <sighs> now that isn't good taste. Oh, no, it's not. It's uh, not. That's not in good taste. Right. Well, I guess that's it because I have to that's... go to the bathroom and it's Christmas. It's Eve. It's it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah. It's probably Kwanzaa now too. I guess unless it's later. I I, I don't know. I think it's at the same exact time as Hanukkah. Mm. Um, so of course, if you're listening to this, what do you got to do? Got to follow us you on Facebook. Us on Facebook, on, on which Spotify. Is, guess on... what the Facebook is. What's the it Facebook? It took me forever to fucking make it happen because I had to first take the name and then I had to change the end of it, then the beginning of it, and then I had to make the end of it. And now it's officially the ha- a Habit of Wellness. Habit of Wellness is the Facebook. That's it. Habit of Wellness. Habit of Wellness. Is the Facebook. It's the same as the blog. It's the same as the blog at WordPress.com. It's the same as the email Ooh. at habitofwellness at gmail.com. Ooh. So you can tell us just... How distasteful we are, and and let us know. Yeah, and of course, this podcast is every other Friday. This week is Christmas, so this is going to come out on Christmas because I feel like doing that. It's a okay. Christmas episode. It's uh, a Christmas episode. It's a non-denominational hol- uh, wi- holiday winter tradition yeah. episode. Um, and of course, remember, please subscribe, please wow. comment, please rate. It really matters. The thing that matters the most about doing this doesn't matter if it's even one of you. 
your comments, your views, your interactions, that's all that matters. And if you want to talk to me personally, Ooh. then uh, you know, find me on uh, Instagram at choney, and that way you could tell me just how bad and and inappropriate inappropriate my jokes are. And uh, you could also see some of the other stuff that we wanted to talk about, but I didn't get get to in, in certain episodes. You nope, go it's on. not going to be there. Huh? Because I'm going to take it out the show notes. Aww. And I'm going to move it to another thing so we can still work on it. It's going to be separate? It's going to be a surprise. Well, I was just going to talk about Humble Bumble Bear blog. Oh, yeah. But it, just, just, just it's, the, that's kind of on the, on the yeah, side. Hubble, oh, I thought you meant the other stuff. From the, 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 oh, that's, that's going to be ooh, separate. Yeah. Ooh, oh, what are we talking about? Ooh, what are we talking about? Yep, and that's it. Oh, 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 oh. I got to use the bathroom. Oh, boy. That's going to be it for Was That in Good Taste for the, for the week of December no, near for Christmas? The end of the decade. What? Shit. Quick. Uh, number one memory of the decade. Um, um,. This one time I was getting a blowjob and then I said like, what am I supposed to do with my hands? And I felt like the biggest fucking idiot ever. Uh, 2010 to 2020 is the decade, right? Yeah. Holy shit. Too much has happened. Oh no. Yeah, you gave yourself a big window. Uh, I uh, went with the uh, dumbest thing uh, possible. Uh, I love lots of people and I've been very lucky to been very connected with people. Fuck and, you! And that's the best thing ever. No, what's... <laughs> well, in that I, I'm gonna change mine. I don't know. Wait, uh, 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 because I have to go to the bathroom. I got to end of the decade. Um, you know what? Mine was. I know what it is. All right, go ahead. It's this moment right here. <gasps> this magic moment. This magic moment. This magic moment. And yeah, that was that. That was the. That was what's that in good taste? That was was that in good taste? This is Chandler Phillips. And this is Steven. Uh, and from our house and our homes and our hearts to yours, we'd like to say happy holidays and Merry Christmas and happy Kwanzaa and and happy uh, Chanukah and Merry Festivus for the rest of us. And uh, last but not least, peace. peace.